The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, are you concerned about your bones? Are you considering going for a bone density check? And maybe you don't know how it works or what to do. Fear not, our Monday expert is here to answer all your bone-related questions. Dr Miriam Delaney, Director of the Bone Health and Osteoporosis Clinic at the Galway Clinic, joins me now. Miriam, good morning and welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me to speak, Pat. It's not something that people um, would tend to worry about until maybe they have a fracture. And it's something we should be thinking about probably from a very young age. Um, I'm talking to you today about a research that was commissioned by Athena Pharmaceuticals and they looked at 600 patients across all ages from the age of 40 to 85. And the interest was around osteoporosis. So they looked at fragility fractures, so fractures that have occurred in these people. And also, in other words, a smallish fall, like falling from just normal standing height and you end up with a fracture. So there were two groups. They looked at people who'd had any fracture. So it could have been traumatic, hit by a bus, fell off a roof. And they also asked of those people who'd had a fragility fracture, which is a, a fall, a trip from a standing height, um, a slip off a chair or even a fracture with no knowledge of that. We, we sometimes have people come in and they've lost, you know, height because they've had fractures in their spine. They never knew they had an injury. So we asked about people who'd had fragility fractures. And then the other part of osteoporosis is calcium and vitamin D, which are the essential nutrients for maintaining bone health. And we need them, vitamin D, so you can absorb calcium from your diet throughout life. So they looked at the number of patients who'd had fractures and found that probably 20% of people had had already had a fracture over the age of 40. And this is interesting because when they looked at fragility fracture, almost 25% of people had already had a fracture, which is higher than we would expect. Yeah, sure. And we have, you know, data going back that shows that it's older people that fracture more. Even if you have a lower bone density, it requires more than that to increase your fracture risk. But these people have already had the fracture. So so what is the reason? Because if you, it looks like older people uh, in which cohort you expect lots of fractures are not having the fractures and younger people in whom you don't expect fractures are having them. What's well, going on? I think we've got the same percentages. So we have the same amount throughout all ages. But exactly that's what we didn't expect was that younger patients and particularly males had an incidence about 25% of fracture, which isn't as expected because mm. women are expected to have weaker bones. Yeah, and we also associate osteoporosis with females more than with males. So that's right. what do you detect then is going on? Is it dietary? Is it lack of exercise? What is, what is happening? Well, so it is multifactorial. And the other part of this research was to look at calcium and vitamin D because um, a lot of people are taking supplements, but we know that there's a lot of, you know, sources in our diet. So this um, survey looked at patients and looked at how much calcium they were taking through their diet um, and, and supplements. And they found that um, probably 60% of patients had no idea what's the required amount of calcium and 50% of patients didn't know how much vitamin D. And only, in fact, 10% of patients knew how much they should be taking. And this is important because there's a recommended daily amount of calcium per day, per age. And so we should be getting vitamin D from childhood throughout life. And if you don't get it through sunlight activation or through oily fish or egg yolks, which most of us aren't getting enough of, you need a supplement. But the problem was then when they looked at the groups, 60% of patients were buying supplements. But in fact, only 10% of them were getting the right amount of calcium or vitamin D. And that can be a problem too. How do you find out how much vitamin D you need, how much calcium you need, and where are you going to find it? Because I suspect calcium is in a lot of foods besides milk and cheese. 
So the, the dairy, so first of all, the Food Safety Authority of Ireland have all those data recommendations and they're there from this year and they're based on the Institute of Medicine, which is internationally recognised. Um, so that's data available for everyone. Your pharmacist or GP can always tell you how much calcium and vitamin D you need. Um, but only 30, 25% of patients were actually getting their calcium and, and vitamin D in a pharmacy. So they're having no education around how much they need. So we in fact found over 15% of patients were taking excessive doses of vitamin D, which actually can increase your risk of fracture. What is the maximum that uh, any person, say, if an older person needs a bit more than a younger person, what's the maximum they should be taking before it becomes toxic? So the recommended amount is up to 800 units a day. Now, we can actually take up to 2,000 a day in, in many studies that have been looked at safely without having toxic complication. But the recommended amount is actually only 800 units a day. And with COVID, there was this um, data that 3,000 units of vitamin D a day may help decrease the risk of COVID. And that was actually, you know, not proven to be true. But we have a lot of patients still taking 3,000 to 4,000 units of vitamin D and we're seeing toxic yeah. levels coming in. And then back to the calcium foods. I mean, as I say, you expect dairy to have lots of calcium, but yes. other foods with so lots of calcium? So the non-dairy milks, the cashews, the, the soyas, the, you know, all of these milks are fortified with calcium. So they're as good as a glass of milk. Um, the non-dairy cheeses and that don't, but yogurts do, um, regular cheeses do, you know, a slice of pizza. Um, but then the leafy greens, the broccolis, um, you know, bok choy, and then things like nuts, figs, dates. So there's really good dietary sources. There's loads sources. of ways you can get your calcium. And in fact, it's easier for patients to get it through diet because patients get constipated often on supplements or maybe don't tolerate them or forget them. So you're better to be taking a dietary source, less side effects and easier to continue long term. Now, some of the questions coming in, uh, I'm a female, 71, bone density, spine reading, minus 3.6, treatment with 40 daily injections for two years, then with Actinel tablets for 10 years, fi- fi- finishing in July, no fractures at all. What's the next step for treatment? Uh, I'm not sure my doctor is sure where to go next. A common question for other women I know in this situation. Well, so when we talk about bone health, which we were talking about, we're talking about everyone in the population, OK, the calcium, vitamin D. We're not just talking people with osteoporosis or fractures. Okay, so it is right that patients who've had a fracture should have a DEXA scan, be evaluated and considered for therapy. So in fact, all of those 24, 25% of people in the 40 age group who've had a fracture need to be assessed and possibly treated. Of those who actually have osteoporosis, which is a different thing, like this lady, um, we have great medications that will reduce the risk of fracture and may not need to be continued uh, forever. We talk about having a drug holiday and it depends on the patient. Okay. Um, Now, in terms of bone density, can you improve your bone density if you've lost it, for example? Yes. You can. And I think this is why it's important if you have a fracture to get assessed. You you should be assessed. Um, Many patients will never get a DEXA and never have osteoporosis, but they still need calcium and vitamin D to maintain normal bone health. Our bone bank is made around age 25, 30 and your bones are at their best. And after that, everybody loses bone. So we need calcium and vitamin D. We need exercise, weight bearing exercise. We need to reduce our alcohol and smoking um, and we need to, um, you know, include protein in our diet, muscle and, and all of these things will help with bone. So and important, of course, for women to continue to have their periods and men not to be hypogonadal because all of these things help protect and promote bone yeah. formation. Now, the, the idea of weight bearing exercise, um, I mean, do you have to be li- lifting 200 kilos? No, you absolutely don't. So walking is fantastic, you know, good for strength. Core strength is essential to prevent fractures, but also 
you know, unfortunately, swimming, those are great activities, not good for bones because it's non-weight bearing. So, you know, depending on your age and depending on your fracture risk, you can be advised by your doctor if you have osteoporosis, what is appropriate for you. But there's a very good website called Two Fit Fracture, which is very good guidance on exercise that's appropriate. But it's different if you've had a fracture already. Okay, so you be be careful in that uh, situation. This one, I've been diagnosed with osteoporosis, uh, osteoporosis. I'm having a lot of pain in my spine, especially between my shoulder blades and lower back. Could I have a spinal fracture? I think it's really important if you have bone pain um, that you would get assessed by your doctor. An x-ray is the best way to discover if you've had a fracture or not. Yes. Um, with regard to fractures in younger people, uh, what about fluoride in our water? Does it do anything to bones? No. And, and in fact, fluoride used to be considered a therapy for osteoporosis, but it actually increased bone density, but it made it, the bone more fragile. So, in fact, people fractured more. But the levels of fluoride in our, in our water is safe for bone. Uh, my six-year-old son hates the taste of milk. What can I give him to make sure he's getting his calcium? That's from Debbie. Okay, well, I think this is a great question because our kids really need vitamin D and calcium. Um, And I think for most kids, they're not taking egg and they're not taking oily fish. So vitamin D supplements important. But for milk, things like cheese, yogurt, ice cream, uh, pizza, um, leafy greens, if you can get nuts or or fresh fruits and vegetables. I would say look at the Food Safety Authority. Mm. There's a great selection of foods. And and another question which you've answered, kind of where do vegans get their calcium from the the green leaves and from the nuts and all that? Absolutely. And it is important to remember not just to be getting the calcium. They need the vitamin D, but also the protein because this is you know, and I think fruit and vegetables are a great source of all the other vitamins that are important for bone. Um, the bone density te- test, the DEXA scan, what yeah. does that involve? So it's actually a very mild x-ray. A patient will lie on a table. There's an arm that moves over your head and it images your spine and your hip. We only image the spine and the hip, but those numbers give us a T-score or a Z-score in younger women uh, and men. And we have numbers from large database studies looking at your fracture risk based on that T-score that we come out with. So all the bone density is, is an assessment of you compared with people your own age and people compared to peak bone mass. All right. And a final one. How long can I be on a prolia injection? I'm 79. So I think it varies from patient to patient. We can continue the medicines if we need them, but obviously it varies from patient to patient. All right, so uh, check with your own doctor is the answer there. Uh, Dr. Miriam Delaney, Director of the Bone Health and Osteoporosis Clinic at the Galway Clinic. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.